Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the Diva Tech Talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it. So on with the show. Before we start this episode, I have to brag a little bit about our guest, Carlin Sloan. She has two incredible things that you need to check out right now. The first is a new book called Inspiring Leadership for Uncertain Times, which is so important right now in our world and for leaders. So go out, grab your copy at amazon.com by putting in the title and learn how to break through the fear to survive the long haul and create a fuller, richer more sustainable organization. The second thing I need to call out is this very unique career outplacement program for companies that might be faced with some sort of workforce reduction. Her company has the reinvention positive career transitions program. It's an online reinvention program that helps employers manage this difficult transition process, ensuring that employees move towards new chapters in their career with confidence and positivity. They ensure that staff are equipped with the support, knowledge, and emotional resilience that they need. Check it out online at sloangroupinternational.com slash outplacement. Thank you to Carlin and the Sloan Group International for supporting Tech Diva success. On this episode, I am very pumped to be with Carlin Sloan. She is so inspirational to me in the short time that I've known her. She's a founder and CEO of Sloan Group International which is a boutique leadership development consulting firm serving Fortune 1000 companies in 23 different countries. So she is joining us from Australia, and she's committed to trying to figure out what makes good leaders tick and supporting them to be the change that they want to see in the world. So she's a real advocate for triple bottom line reporting, which will probably be my first question on what the heck that is, uh, and creating sustainable ways of working and living through positivity and happiness. She's also an author, so she has a book called Smarter, Faster, Better, Strategies for Effective, Enduring, and Fulfilled Leadership, uh, which has been actually translated into Thai and Russian, super cool, and Unfear, Facing Change in an Era of Uncertainty, as well as co-author of Lemonade, The Leader's Guide to Resilience at Work. If it takes that long to explain her bio, that means how awesome she is. So <laughs> thanks for joining us, Carla. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll just put in a shameless plug. New book is called Inspiring Leadership for Uncertain Times. And I will blab about that with you today. 
Great. Well, we could probably do a whole episode on the secret of writing awesome leadership books, but today we're going to be focused on trying to get those success secrets, you know, in all of these books, I'm sure you have a plethora of facts and tips and tricks to help women in tech become more successful uh, personally and professionally. So in our short time together today, we will just pluck a few of those out and see if we can get those going. So was there anything else you wanted to add about your experience? Well, I guess the thing I'll say is that I started my career in Silicon Valley. And, uh, and so my first jobs were uh, consulting to companies like Applied Materials and Chartered Semiconductor, like early internet companies. And so I've worked with women in tech for 20 plus years. It's, it's weird to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's true and it's been a really amazing ride and uh, and I also grew up with a dad who taught at an engineering school and so I grew up with chemists and physicists and uh, people who were in the tech sector just as I grew up so it's kind of my world and it's just really nice to be with you and it's like my geek squad <laughs> yes I was about to say you know the inner geek in all of us then which is amazing That's right embody it myself. Yes, we all have a little bit of geek in us. So with that, you know, you obviously talk a lot about leadership. That's a natural place to start. Where do you think you can offer some practical tips to get our ladies started? I was thinking about like, what would be a fun little nugget to share? And a few years ago, I started working with a lot of principles from the discipline of positive psychology. And I'm really passionate about this topic because I think it's really breakthrough information and it's really not been around for that long. The background to this is there's a guy named Martin Seligman who's at the University of Pennsylvania, Wharton, who's been researching what he calls uh, learned optimism and authentic happiness. He was the head of the American Psychological Association in the, I think it was the late 80s. He stood up and he said, well, you know, we study all this pathology and why don't we start to study happiness and what makes people joyful and what makes people productive and what makes people better rather than just putting all our research dollars into what's wrong. And that paradigm shift really took hold uh, at the beginning of this world of what we now see as executive coaching and uh, leadership development. And I think it's really profound and positive stuff and we don't all know about it. So I, I just thought I'd share a couple of little tidbits from positive psychology research. There's a model that's really easy to remember and it's the hero model. It's hope, efficacy, resilience, and optimism. And when you strive for those four things in leadership, it gets people much more engaged at work. Their performance goes up and they're experience of life is enhanced and what's better than that so I think uh, that's a really nice nugget to remember and a really easy one is that how we get what did we say earlier triple bottom line reporting <laughs> well that's a separate thing but I will tell you about the triple bottom line so um, for many years I've been involved in social entrepreneurship and really looking at how can businesses change the world in a positive way and triple bottom line measures are about measuring not just your financial bottom line, but looking at people and planet and profit. 
So all three of those things. So what's your social impact? How are you impacting people in your greater community or the world? How are you impacting your environment? Um, and as a company, we've really been serious about this for many, many years. We do pro bono work. We fund girls' education for girls who can't otherwise be educated or housed. And we also plant trees every year and we offset all our carbon. So those things have been really important to us as a, as a business. It's really, you know, we want to put our money where our mouth is kind of thing. And it makes an impact on the entire company as far as people decide to work with us because they know that we are driven by our, our principles and values and the triple bottom line is part of that. So thanks for asking. Yeah, well, now it's all coming together. You have another P to add. You've got people, plan, hit, product, and positivity. That's so right. <laughs> it sounds like underlying this, you're digging into not just the triple bottom line benefits of being mission-driven to think holistically, which is so wonderful, mm -hmm. and what every business should be doing more of, but positivity. So we've got the hero model, hope, efficacy, resilience, optimism. When you think about positivity, sometimes it's hard to measure. So how do you advise our listeners out there? It's such a, a, a hot, difficult topic in the middle of a pandemic, right? And then the middle of social uprising and justified uh, rage, honestly. So how do we cultivate these positive attributes in a world that is in transformation and that transformation can be viewed as really, really scary for a lot of us. So I'm here in Melbourne, Australia, and last night they announced a big lockdown. You know, at midnight tonight, Melbourne goes on full lockdown. We're not allowed to travel even to other parts of the state. We can only leave our house to go get groceries and go to the doctor. It's an intense thing, and it can be easy to go to the negative when those are the external circumstances. And so the idea about how do we build our positivity when that's what's around us, you know, the first thing is to acknowledge what's real and then focus on a positive future. Because if we go too Pollyanna and too positive before we actually acknowledge reality, we're going into denial, you know? And it's actually interesting to me how we pathologize sad feelings in our culture. You know, Western culture just says, you know, if you're sad, you should take a pill. And the truth of the matter is there are sad things happening. So I think it's important to have that, that acknowledgement before we dive straight into let's get positive because that's not real or authentic or useful. Positivity is useful when we see reality and then focus on what's possible from that reality. Um, or when we focus on learning from it. So there's a lot of research on uh, cancer survivors, and particularly breast cancer survivors, uh, who report, uh, you know, I got cancer and here's what it gave me. It gave me a gift. I found out who my friends are. I figured out what's most important in my life. Uh, I quit a job I hated. I, you know, there are just all these positives that people who have real resilience and positivity uh, can get to because they can reframe their reality for what's good about it. Even though it's something that would be devastating to a lot of people, it's, it's possible to see devastating reality and see the opportunity within it. So 
right now during a pandemic, you know, what, what are your opportunities in this moment? Is it clarifying? You know, if you've lost someone, can you really appreciate that person um, or that opportunity to have had them in your life? Like there's all sorts of things that happen through loss and grief that we can reframe and shift into something that's valuable and useful. So that's where I start with positivity is not with uh, just going to what's great. Um, there's a, a lot of people who talk about, you know, going to gratitude and yes, gratitude is beautiful. Um, it's a key to feeling good and it doesn't work unless you acknowledge what's really happening as well. Yeah. And this is a trying time because the pandemic is a unification or we're synchronized yeah. in the pain. Like everyone feels the shift of change. And it's interesting because you talk about the transformation of the world and of uh, the pandemic and social injustice and things that we're dealing with as a world. Mm -hmm. But the reality is every individual is always dealing with something. It's just that now we can talk about it. We can heal together. We can deploy best practices to do that. I was just reading a book and one of the quotes says, uh, men of power, women of power, in this case of success, recognize no such word is impossible and no such reality is failure. So I think taking those things out of your vocabulary, and that was from Think and Grow Rich, which I've been, uh, oh, I love that. it's been a great book for me lately. But, you know, with that, starting with what you mentioned earlier, starting with kind of accepting and then growing mm -hmm. into it, I mean, like how much of what you lay out with positivity and hero and these methods, do you start inside yourself, inside your company, with your people? I, t I tend to think of it as like concentric circles. So in the, in the middle is you, and then there's your team, and then there's your community, and then there's the big world outside. You know, it's like it all starts in the middle you know, with you. And because I've got a psychological mindset, you know, I tend to think about, like, we have to pattern our thinking before we can start uh, expressing ourselves to, to others. I think leadership is not just that we're born leaders and then other people are not leaders. I actually believe it can be developed. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't be in the job that I'm in doing leadership development for so many years. But I believe that we can pattern our minds. So there's a lot of interesting research out there right now about neuronal pathways and how we can actually pattern our brains and, and use our inner uh, voice to, to figure out what we're going to do externally. And I think with leadership, it is an inside job. Um, and that thinking part is so important, but it's also about behavior. So it's also about what's the impact you're having and what impact do you want to have is the magic question, right? So as a leader, the impact I want to have is I want to help people be more effective, more enduring, more fulfilled at work. And if I want to do that, I have to think in my own way about it. And then I have to project my actions outward based, based on those thoughts. That could be really hard. You know, goals are easy if, if you can control them. If you can say, uh, I will accomplish writing these three books by 2020, uh, July 7th, right? But <laughs> when you have these things that are out of your control, how do you know yeah. if you're being successful? It's really challenging. I mean, I think of my own little team and just how we're all coping with our various you know, family stuff and, and 
local communities, you know, we're, we're in different parts of the world, uh, you know, and as a virtual team, uh, we have to do a lot of over communicating right now and checking in with each other. You know, how are you? How's your mom? What's, <laughs> what's happening with your kids? And, um, and that level of connection is different than status quo, where we're usually like, okay, let's get to the goal. What are we doing today? We're going to accomplish it. Da, 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 da. Um, and I think resetting the idea of KPIs, right? Like it can't be all about productivity because what's underneath productivity is, is a feeling state. <laughs> so teams are not productive when they don't feel good. Google just did an amazing project called Project Aristotle. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's a team efficacy study. What they did is they looked at what teams are most productive, meeting their goals, and what are the attributes they have on those teams. And those teams have, have a tendency to have better communication, <laughs> you know, uh, better relationships. They don't take feedback personally because it's a regular process. There's just a lot of, of little nuggets that we can get from that research. And a big piece of it is actually emotional. It's not just about the sort of, you know, they're good at measuring objectives. That's not why they're productive. So do you think that this pandemic and this synchronized challenge that we have is changing a bit of what leadership means and how do you see that yeah. manifesting? It's a great question. And I think we don't know a lot yet because it's so new, but what I do see in the leaders that are the most effective right now is that they're willing to go above and beyond in communicating with their teams and they're willing to try new things. So, you know, I, I work with a lot of companies that have never done virtual work before and all of a sudden they're thrust into this world of Zoom. And, um, and it, an example that I'll give that's really been fantastic is this one team. I was working with the leader of this one team and what he does is on Fridays, he opens up Zoom and everyone has it on all day during office hours and they come in and out just like they would in the office. So they have a meeting for 30 minutes at the beginning of the day and then everybody is there just sort of doing their thing and they shut it down if they're in a private meeting and they turn their video and sound off. And then when they're around, they just open it up so people can come tap them and talk to them. And what an interesting way to use this technology. It's really different than having an official Zoom meeting at a certain hour. It's just being around so they can see each other. So people are being innovative, I think. And I think that over-communication thing is a big deal. Yeah, and it's an exciting time for the technologies that can do that, which is a separate topic since I do live in Cisco land. Right. And we, we've had this for so long. You know, as we kind of come towards the end of our episode, I want you to really think about what is the biggest nugget you can leave with our women in tech out there. All right, so I'm going to give you a little magic exercise to use with yourself and your teams. And this exercise is about people complaining because I think it's one of the challenges of stressful times is that complaints go up <laughs> because things are not working that well. And so uh, we know that cultures shift with the amount of complaining that they have. And what you wanna do is make sure that people are feeling less like complaining and more like requesting change. 
or talking about the change. So the magic exercise is this, take a piece of paper, make three columns. And at the top, you put complaints, requests, and actions. And so under complaints, think of a complaint you have. Maybe it's my team's under-resourced, or I really hate that I have to be on Zoom all the time, um, and if only we use WebEx. <laughs> so, so there's lots of, lots of complaints that you could have. And then out of those complaints, what is the request embedded in that complaint? Because what that does, the reason it's a magic exercise, is that it puts power back into the complainer's hands. So instead of feeling disempowered and victimized and like, oh, all I can do is just say this stuff, I actually feel like there's something I can take action on. I can make a request. So then you can identify who you make the request of, what the request is, and then the action will come from the answer. The answer might be no, we can't give you any more resources, but then at least you're into an action state. So, all right, that's my reality. Now, how do I move forward? So accept reality and focus on the future. So that's my little magic exercise. Yes. And take action. One of the yeah. success principles that I really love. We could soak you up for many, many, <laughs> many episodes. So we may have you back on other topics in the future. But before we go, was there any other last piece of advice that you can give women in tech leaders that might be the only or the only one on their team that's a woman to help them yeah. as they lead? I could wax poetic about this topic for a long time. So all I'm going to say is for today, just be kind to yourself. I think if we are kinder to ourselves, we can be better for other people. Um, so that is what I'll leave you with in this moment. And that goes full circle to that positivity because those things will manifest. Your body cannot tell the difference between a positive and a negative thought, but it's going to do all it can to make it reality. So right. we've got to put those positive thoughts in there. Well, thank you so much. And uh, did you have any places people could go or the best place to reach you or any hot oh, programs great. we should check out? Yeah. So um, go to sloangroupinternational.com to find out more about our company. And, uh, and we have a new app that I want to invite people to. It's called Inspiring Leadership. And it's available for Android and iOS. And it's, um, it's really, it's been fun because we are using this app for leadership development. And we have a program there right now uh, called the 21 Day Happiness Challenge that anybody can join. It's pretty fun. So those challenges happen on the app on a regular basis. We've had a resilience challenge, a 21 Day Change Leader Challenge. Um, and it's a way to really connect with other people who are managing and leading and get support and uh, little bite-sized nuggets of this uh, kind of positive psychology stuff. So you are welcome to join. Well, I really encourage you out there, if you were inspired by Carlin, to reach out to her. She does many other things from placement to workshops to books to apps. So you can really get it all. And I'm sure in a short conversation, she can help direct you to the best resource to help you become an inspiring leader, a positive leader who is, uh, let's just say, a hero. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, Carlin. And thank you uh, for everyone out there for listening. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter 
Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.